Freebet and Kingman, and that's I got a few I dumped things. A, dumped a beer on myself, and we do have a game don't together. We? I did write a game, so if we could, okay. leave, if you just leave ten minutes, we can bang that out. So what, what we'd normally do is like do a pre-show chat and then like get this intro, and, and that's what we'd normally do. We won't do that today. We'll be rocking your Oh, that's right. This is a simulcast, right? This is yeah. yeah. This is going on both Tony. feeds, so it'll go to all of yeah. this and our crew and to uh, the um, beer engine people. Yeah, I've just got to find that it should make up. it should make it should make all of them mad, actually, which is pretty cool. I do enjoy <laughs> pretty much pissing off <laughs> the twenty-five so, people in the world. So who why don't we do hearing me? Why don't we do this? So, you know, usually, uh, so why don't you play your thing? No. Then I'll do my show intro. No. And then we'll do Jack. I'm set up now. We're just going with your intro. I'll count yeah. it in. Three, two, one. It is Wednesday, August 9th, 2023, and you're listening to episode number 21 of This Ain't Iowa, volume two. It's a new month of the This Ain't Iowa podcast. And uh, Tony, do you remember last month? We were so young and naive. Uh, and uh, we went to start the show, and I totally forgot how to start the show. Like, yes, I, 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 I forgot that I'm supposed that. to do an intro. Yes. And we were so young, and you know, just hard. it's hard to believe I ever was that naive. <laughs> uh, don't embarrass me in front of today's guest, though, because <laughs> he's also a very successful podcaster and i don't want him to think we're running a real mickey mouse operation here well the question is is he a guest or are you guesting on his show i'm gonna tell you like i was for this idea 15 seconds ago and i'm already annoyed with it because, uh, because the only one who's not a guest if we're going to have guests on this show is actually me oh boy <laughs> you know what? I'm actually, I think I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, guys. Uh, our uh, our guest or whatever host today, he is a, as I mentioned, a fellow podcaster, good friend of mine. I was going to say, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I said recent transplant to Las Vegas, only to be rem- reminded that uh, he's been here for like three years. Uh, anyway, uh, host of the Beer Engine podcast, Griff. How's it going, buddy? How, how are you liking Vegas so far? Oh, man. <laughs> Boy, for, first time, long time, Grease Man. Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Grease Man. Yeah, I, figured, I think a, you're the a, only person who would know the Grease Man. That's I, I remember. That. I had to pull that out just for you. Yeah, there was a uh, uh, a quote unquote irreverent DJ back in the '90s doing you know doing some edgy work. I found him. Um, listen, uh, so it, first of all, so. One of you guys, Tony, why don't you do this? Explain exactly what's going on here. I don't know. Apparently, Griff couldn't fit us in, so we've been. He, he thought he would jam his way on to this in Iowa, and you allowed it. So this I, is. I think that's what's this happening. Is, 
I was just thinking, um, uh, really, I'm just lazy. So uh, there, I, I'm traveling tomorrow. I didn't want to do another show after this where uh, I'd have to put something out for Thursday. So I took the uh, lazy man's route and said, well, I'm already recording something with yeah. somebody. And you've sure. appeared on my show in the past yeah. uh, during your 40 years in the desert uh, of mm-hmm. podcasting. So mm-hmm. I figured we just drop this thing out there and piss off two listener bases at once while we're at it, huh? <laughs> so this is like a, this is what they would call in the business like a simulcast. We'd call yeah. that in the OTB world. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it, it feels like something from maybe like 1994. Sure. Me in the OT, yeah, the OTB uh, yeah. outside Arlington Park, catching the race at Gulfstream. Like, ah, maybe I'll, <laughs> what if I boxed up a race over here while I'm doing this? That sounds fun. Good old-fashioned simulcast racing. I had a... Just goes to show you what our what our parents were like, because both of us well aware of simulcast racing at an inappropriate age. Oh man, I loved it. That was, yeah, was the best. But don't you have uh, both fathers uh, are in Florida now? They are. Yeah, I would. Oh, man, I would maybe say they could do a podcast together too, huh? <laughs> my dad. <laughs> my dad just learned to text. Very recently, and when I say learned, I think I might have showed you this, Griff, but I would like to read this out loud, okay? So I I had tried to call my dad on Father's Day, and he wasn't there, and then he tried to call me back, but I was, you know, doing some stuff with, uh, uh, with my kids. So instead, I guess he broke down and he sent me a text. I would like to, let me see if I can find it. I'm going to write you exactly. I would like to read the transcript, Okay. Uh, so he sends me a text that says, Happy Father's Day to you too. Hope you and the kids have a great day, Dad. And I said, Oh my God, look at you. You're texting like a professional. And then he replied, It took me 20 minutes. Never again. <laughs> I love the never again. And he stood by it. He has never texted me since. And uh, it has been a couple of months. So there you go. Credit, credit to him. He didn't sign it. I no, mean, he did. My, my dad doesn't sign his texts either. Uh, just for the record, I'll give him a props for that. But you got lucky that he didn't do the dash dad because there's there's that's still happening out there. There's still there's still people pulling that off. Well, yeah, he uh, he he the first one he he put dad at the bottom, uh, and uh, which of course, I mean, I'm, I didn't have the heart to tell him that I was well aware of who the text came from. That's actually sure. how texting works. His name's right there at the top. But I let him have it. But yeah, by the second by his second text, he had really he had really gotten. <laughs> gotten a feel for it but let's be fair that's um, another five minutes that... to get that added on the dash 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 oh. dad because you would have had to go into a oh, there was se- no dash. separate ca- keyboard this but, guy doesn't me... even know texting he's never done a t9 there's never been a t9 no. situation he's not pushing the but oh shit i gotta push it five times for z this fucking sucks yeah he doesn't know and boy if you miss it and you have to go around the horn that was the nightmare oh the, yeah because oh, you had all the, the symbols and shit. candy bar phone and Maybe to be fair, bar phone boys, I know it. I know. We no, Brian was, no was a flip phone guy for years. I was a flip phone guy. And then when everybody, when everybody uh, started getting iPhones, that's when I upgraded to the slide phone. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, iPhones were, were well, well in the mix by the time I got my first slide phone. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> because remember yeah. when X started up, um, Brian was still doing it via text when X was um, mm. a still a text service sure. and you were limited yep. to 144 characters. And we were you doing really, X when we were doing X. 
Yeah, this guy's really sticking to that X, boy. Real company man. <laughs> Fucking Elon got a hold of this guy. We don't use that other word. It's X. Okay. Right. Uh, I, but do you, do you, you can't tweet. So tweet is not a word, right? You can't say I tweeted something. I X'd it. For a period, it was Zeet or something, right? What? But now I think they, I think they ditched that. After, no, it was. I swear to God. They, they were putting out X-E-E-T was a word. And they have, I sense. Uh, they since put it to just post. It's just posting. So now it's I, just yeah. X where you post. Or I bet if you put Zeet into Pornhub, like there's a category. Oh, it it means it. It means something. I don't know what it means, but it means something. Someone oh, will look it up and post it in the episode thread. A three paragraph essay <laughs> about either what it does mean, what it would mean, or what it means in a future state. Yeah. And you know oh, who would have been the first yeah. to have found it? Rest your soul, if he was still alive, Troy would have found it straight away. Yeah, uh, I believe uh, just, uh, I think it was just his birthday, either yesterday or today. Uh, So uh, uh, happy celestial birthday, Troy. And uh, you would have certainly told us all what zeding zeding was. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, since, uh, you know, listen, since uh, Grift moved here, apparently uh, several decades ago, uh, we've uh, we've actually been spending we spent quite a bit of time together. All the more reason why I probably should have had some kind of feel for how long you've been here because we see each other fairly regularly. Sure. Uh, so so I don't know uh, what what do you think? Uh, what do you, what do you want to talk about? I know we've uh, lately within the past few weeks we've we've had a few different outings. What do you feel like uh, talking about? Well, I think we should cover our free bet adventures um, okay. for sure. I, you know my my podcast. I don't cover as much gambling talk. I'm not a I'm not a huge gambler. I don't gamble on sports, so my gambling's all boring stories. Like I, I wouldn't say that. I, you just keep your gambling uh, problem under wraps, unlike Brian, who pu- yep. publicizes like him. To. You yeah, are just true. as deep in the gambling wormhole. You do it a little smarter. You don't drive to the casino to put on your bets all the time. Yeah. I'm at the fish taco restaurant. I'm yeah. gambling at the fish taco restaurant. <laughs> That's where you're supposed to gamble. Hey, like a this true is a simulcast. Las Vegas site. We, we give out the plug. This is Wahoo's. Go to Wahoo's people. You are, yeah, you're you're big on Wahoo's. That is true. It's uh, it is uh, the place where you get your the majority of your fish tacos, as well as a real good chunk of your video poker is all happening at Wahoo's. Yeah, I'm about to get scolded by somebody for this too, because I'm sure the pay table is ass compared to whatever I can get at fucking Ellis Island or something. But oh, um, we do go we do go out <laughs> for the occasional the occasional blackjack uh, treat. Um, on a Friday, maybe like a little tacos al pastor and blackjack yeah. adventure. I thought the, we might talk yeah. a little bit about some of the um, some of the problems we've run into in the last, say, six to eight weeks or so. My my sense of time also is asked. This could have been years ago. At this point, I don't really know <laughs> when is, any of this happened. This is when you moved here back in '96. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, so what we've gotten into playing is free bet blackjack. Now I have been a harsh. Uh, whatever the opposite of proponent is. I don't know what the opposite Critic. of that word is. Crit- sure. Of, uh, of all of these sort of uh, offshoot games, the only one I ever really play, and I, don't, I haven't played it in, in quite some time, is PyGal. I used to get into PyGal pretty good, only because that was a very good get drunk game. It's slow. Um, it's, uh, you know, most of the time you're pushing. Uh, you're probably not going to win very much money unless you hit a big bonus. You're probably not going to lose that much unless you get on a really horrendous streak. So it's a good game to sit there and and, and, and you get to you know, get shit faced on. Pie gal at the top of your lungs when you get a pie gal. Sure, 
Sure. So, but but even that game is 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 pretty shitty. But so I, I I'm not I, I'm not big on any of them. However, uh, Griff and I got involved in a game called Free Bet Blackjack. So, the general uh, you know uh, rules of this game are it's essentially blackjack. Uh, however, um, if you have a nine, ten, or eleven, you can have the house will pay for your double down. Right. Right. So instead of you having to put another bet out there, you just like bang your fist on the table and they will put out this little gold coin. And that means they are doubling down. So if you win, you still win double. Well, how do you lose um, at this game? Sounds perfect. Sounds like, of course, it's the best blackjack. Tony gets it. Right. What Pony could happen? What right. could go wrong? Yeah. Uh, it'll also split for you. Any any two cards that are the same, except for any tens or face cards, they won't split those. Uh, but they will split anything for you. Uh, same same rules apply. Uh, there's there are two ways uh, of how they fuck you horrendously on it. The first is if the dealer draws to twenty two, all hands push. Oh. So whether hands. you have a garbage hand or whether you had twenty one, doesn't matter. The dealer draws to 22, every hand on the table pushes. Which happened, this, and guess what? You notice how often that happens. <laughs> Gee, yeah, funny in your that. mind, what do you think? In your mind, you're like, well, that's fucking never going to happen, except any time the dealer has 12. You're just like, well, fuck this then. Um, the, uh, the other uh, way that they fuck you is it completely fucks up the way you play. Right. You, would, you start doing stuff you would never normally do because who gives a shit? They're paying for it. You're splitting everything, no matter what anyone's got. Dealer's got a king. You got two nines. Absolutely. Instant 18s all around. Like, it doesn't matter. You just do it because they're paying. So those are the two ways that it kind of fucks you. But so so where, where, where Griff is going here is there's one other wrinkle to this game, and that is a side bet. Because what is one of these bullshit games without a side bet? Well, that's how you got to play them. That's where the value too. in the game is. Yeah. You've always got to play the side bets, and you've got to max the side bets out. There's right, the so side you, bet for the coins, which you're right. going to describe, but the, there, I will throw out there is also a dealer twenty. You can bet on the dealer getting twenty two, also. Right, <laughs> same thing as that. It's yeah. like the twenty. It's like a, like Pi Gow insurance, right? Well, in in Pi Gow, where you put it on there, should the dealer draw to twenty two, you get paid on the side bet. But uh, but the big one is is called pot of gold. It's called that because, as I mentioned, anytime you you know. You, you get the house to split or double down for you, they give you a little gold coin. And you can get multiple. If you have, you know, two eights and you, you know, you get a coin and you split them uh, and then you get a three on one of them, you get another coin, you double down, you get another eight on the other hand. You, so you can, uh, you can, in theory, accumulate these coins. And for the more coins you get, the higher the payout is on your bet. Well, the people who play free, jet, free bet blackjack fucking have huge boners for that side bet boy oh God, yeah. they if you ask them like griff and i play it because i don't know if you heard they'll double down for free for you and split for free that's why we play it that is a huge bonus it's not enough of a bonus for these people they will tell you the only reason to play is to try and hit that sweet ass pot of gold and as you might imagine the when you're playing pot of gold your play becomes even shittier than it was. So where we might double down on two fives, they would never double down on two fives. They would split two fives 
in hopes of getting another coins. five or a, a six or so. Like it's just it's all about just trying right. to amass coins. So the 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 actual game of blackjack just becomes a huge dumpster fire. Um, well, and Chris, if I was just ask like you, how's this working yeah. out for you? You're playing the alternative strategy along with Brian that you don't have a boner for these gold coins. How's it been working out for you lately? I mean, it's up and down. I, I'm not going to say that this this is not a great game. So you haven't cracked the game. Maybe they've cracked the game. Fun game. Maybe I, you I guys would, are the ones playing it incorrectly. Let me tell you the first story I have here about this, which <laughs> is not the Sunset one. This is us at the M, Brian, where we <laughs> sat with the four, I think, older ladies. Older ladies, on a, sure. On a I remember afternoon. that. And uh, one ladies, one lady, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think one was there with like her Filipino nurse, Filipino yep. nurse. It was a weird vibe at the table, but yes, absolutely. And I'll add this about the coin, by the way, it tops out. So if you get five, uh, if say if you get five coins, it or four maybe is it five? I think it's five. It'll pay fifty five. to one, right? If you get seven, it pays fifty to one. If you get yeah. twelve, <laughs> it pays fifty to one. You cannot get more than fifty to one. And I've never seen anyone put more than five bucks out there. So nobody's getting more than whatever that is, $250 out of this thing, right? This is not a million-dollar making effort here. So anyways, we're sitting there with this with these ladies, and this late, this, we got this old lady kind of on our case. She's like, you guys, you don't know what you're doing. You need to be playing this thing. As we watch her whittle a stack, a tall stack of red chips it, to nothing in minutes, I mean, just like disadvantages, doesn't get a thing, blows through 200, 300 bucks at a, at a $10 table in 10, 15 minutes. It's amazing. While, while lecturing us that the only reason to play this game is that bonus. It's all about the bonus. And I'm like, just give me, just give me half the money and uh, just go home now. How about that? Right. It's, just, it's like the bonus, but your savings, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing you a huge favor. Uh, but so that's, that, that happens a lot where, where if you're not paying the bonus, playing the bonus, uh, and somebody who is a devout bonus player sees you, they really want to make sure you understand how sweet of a honeypot that bonus bet is. But then there are people that take it the extra mile and Griff, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you because we were at sunset station about a month ago and it got real hairy. Yeah, there is a, uh, we, you know, generally we play a boulder, and boulder, nobody is proud to be a boulder, so I don't think anyone ever talks to us there. It's no, great. No eye contact. Uh, boulder, yeah. boulder is, uh, everybody avoids each other, except for Adam Thielen, the pit boss. Otherwise, we're good. But <laughs> the, uh, at sunset, we sit down, and, there's a, and we're not, and you know, we're playing our normal, very steadfast way of not handing money just for free to the casino, as, as badly as we would anyways. And uh, I'm actually doing pretty good. Uh, I don't know, I was up. He's doing really well. Yeah, okay, so he is getting this point. Yeah, he is getting a lot of um, double, like you know, double right, and yeah. split opportunities. It's happening every few hands. He's it's he's getting off. Yeah, yeah, he's getting it, and they're hitting. So he's he's doing very well. Next to me, I'm to his right, and then to my right, there's a younger man. I'd say probably mid twenties, and uh, yeah. he's losing it. He's he's like, oh, now you're getting everything just because you're not betting. You're not betting the side bet, and you're getting everything now, and it's and it's as if I was taking money from him. Well, you are. The thing, right? In a way. No, not in any way, actually. It's funny that you mentioned that. It's actually in no way. Uh, it's not his money. He's got his own hand, and he is getting nothing. But every time Griff hit 
something else. This kid was fucking loose and he's not even playing it. And like we, we eventually told him a couple times, like, dude, it's fine. Play your hand. We'll play ours. If, if he's not playing it, he's losing money, not you. So don't, don't worry about it. And then, so he stopped talking to us and he started talking to the dealer as he was calling it, where every time Griff would get a gold coin, it's like, he's not even playing it. Look at all this money he's leaving. And he, was fucking so at one point my my work phone rings i should mention that this was probably about 2 30 in the afternoon eventually <laughs> yeah, sure. sometimes sure, on a friday well yeah we'll really duck out a little on the early side on a friday and go out there so it's about 2 2 30 in the afternoon uh technically i'm still on the clock so my work phone rings i step away from the table uh to to handle it and i'm out i don't know five six minutes i'm having this annoying conversation I come back and Griff is stacking all of his chips to color up. And I'm like, well, what could have possibly happened? <laughs> oh yeah. This, so this guy just could not lay off. And then I had the dealer like on his side, like agreeing with him. It's like, Oh yeah, I know. You know, that's the only way to make them. I'm like, what is your problem? Yeah. <laughs> what do you care? Steal the card shithead. Yeah. Card. I would have just stopped tipping the dealer. Oh. Fuck that guy. Oh, I didn't, well, I didn't tip this person at all. But I, uh, so yeah, I just colored up. I was up 50. I was like, you know what? I guess you're doing me a favor because I really don't want to fuck with this anymore. And then I did, um, very un- in an uncool way, go and tattle to the pit boss that the yeah. dealer was talking shit. And so I, um, yeah, I meandered over there. I was like, hey, this uh, dealer is, um, the dealer and the player are kind of screwing with the game over here on, on this side yeah. a little bit. And, she had to go over there and uh, break it up a little bit with the with the guy because he was hollering. It was pretty. It was pretty something else. Yeah. I mean, my you know, growing up with my father, if uh, if if he was playing blackjack and somebody was playing shitty, uh, you know, so whatever, not hitting on sixteen when the dealer had a ten, or uh, you know, hitting on a twelve when the dealer had a six showing. Like my dad would let that person know, and that was embarrassing to me and i always hated it when he did that but you could at least make the argument that that person's actions were directly affecting the game right the odds as as troy again would say it changes the future (laughs) uh so it it was it was in you know it, it does affect the odds of the game when someone is not playing you know the best possible theoretical way you could play but uh don't mind my uh my weird alien who's the professional here probably that's uh, in case anybody was wondering, I have an Android, uh, not an iPhone. So um, turn that down. Uh, so, um, but but in this case, it, it had absolutely no bearing. Right. No. It has yeah. It, you you have your own hand. You only get paid bonuses on your hand. It has no fucking. There's no difference. And th- this guy was in fucking sensed he should be mad at himself because he is hemorrhaging money on that bet and getting nothing but he's not he's mad at griff who uh who is not getting paid like it it doesn't make any kind of sense i mean listen you get three coins it's whatever it is four to one or something right and i'm like okay so i i gave up twenty dollars okay that sucks but whatever uh based on the if i would have lost the previous seven hands in a row you know, which there's happens 35 bucks out there, all the time, by the way, all the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've sat there for for a half hour uh, and essentially just been playing regular blackjack where we get fucked on 22. Right. right. I mean, that's pretty much it. So you, you could go for forever without getting anything on those bonuses. So, you know, I uh, I can't I, I would love to hear from the uh, 
the Discord crew uh, how bad we're doing at this. Um, I gotta it say, really, it would be really good to hear. But uh, I'm on this Tony guy's side. Up. Of course you. Are. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I knew you were. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's really irritating if you come to visit. If it makes you feel any better, I play Ultimate X Video Poker, which is a super fuck you in the ass game. So you can you can yeah. come play that with me. There's other games you can go and uh, and and get fuck, fuck yourself over with uh, with weird side bets that are never going to hit. That's uh, don't worry. That Vegas is loves that because you know how casinos are in the habit of uh, coming up with bonuses that favor the player. Yes. Uh, so yeah, this is one of those. This is just one of those. It's her favorite. And I guess the only other gambling story I could come up with was when I dumped a beer on myself at a bar, and that's really not that interesting. But I did. I did. We were sitting at Sean Patrick's. Um, which is a whatever fucking PTs or whatever. And then I did, um, could not sort the location of the bar and just rested on the curvy part that faces the player. Maybe there's like the bent part of the bar. I just tried to sit it down there and just poured right over my shirt. What was great about that. There was a couple of things that were great about that. So first of all, this was a fresh beer. I mean, right up to the tippy top. He had taken, he had taken one sip, goes and he puts it down. Like he said, right in the front part that swoops down, he spills it on himself, catches it with about maybe a quarter to a third of it left, and then drops it again as he's trying, because now the glass is wet, drops it, and then the rest of it goes on. I love this double clutch <laughs> uh, on it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty impressive. So what was uh, a little backstory on that, uh, clearly uh, our two wives like to shop at these same stores for us, because on more than one occasion, we have been caught wearing similar or exactly the same shirts when we've all gone out together. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and Griff and I hang out just the two of us quite a bit. And uh, I would say majority of the times that we've done that, people just assume we're a couple. Um, and, uh, and it's fine. Uh, so uh, he, he spills this all over himself. Now he's drenched. We had just gotten to this place. It's his, his first drink. So I'm like, listen, you know, we're right down the street from my house. So I give him like my garage remote. I'm like, just go. Run down to my house, uh, you know, go upstairs in my closet, just pick out another shirt. He was wearing a shirt with all of the, with had like flamingos, flamingos on it. On it yeah. Okay, right? Had flamingos on it. I give him my thing. He goes to the house. He comes, comes back wearing one of my shirts. It had fucking flamingos on it. We both had a flamingo <laughs> shirt. Different, different color flamingos. But that's the vibe that's happening when the two of us hang out. Just like, what bird do you want to dress as today? Uh, let's make that happen. Like a glove too. Can't yeah. can't can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, perfect. But uh, yeah, definitely definitely did that. Uh, I've poured a lot of beers uh, around Las Vegas. I, I have a lot of bad luck with that. Um, <laughs> you you tend to hit your mic. I tend to just smack my drink somehow, which is an amazing thing to do. Yeah. But there you go. I, that's uh, all my that's all my gambling stories. Really, I I um I pretty much just gamble at like I said, Wahoo's fish tacos. Occasional trip to the Boulder Station, and um, I guess that's it. The Atomic Tavern, check that place out, guys. It's really good. Uh, we uh, another uh, speaking of people thinking that we're uh, that we're a couple. Uh, last week, in preparation for this show, uh, Griff and I went out on a little date on a, on a Tuesday night. And we went to it, Fleming's. And was it as uh, homoerotic as Griff thought it was going to be? Well, actually, the, the host seemed to think it would be because uh, we were sat at a four top and she did put the she put the menus and the seats that were around the corner from each other, if that makes sense, next to each other around the yeah, corner the two, of the four top. 
Right. And yeah. Instead of sitting across from each other, she's like, I assume these two gentlemen would want to do some hand stuff. Uh, so <laughs> just uh, put them right next to and each was other. And she wrong? Uh, just not with each other. Uh, well, well, th- it, had we had we not, not public, had we not uh, then switched it in because we're very masculine, we couldn't have anybody thinking anything. We switched it and uh, uh, sat across from each other as we shared an entire meal. Uh, but um, so at, this is actually a uh, this, I don't know if this is at all the Fleming steakhouses like around the country or if it's just a Vegas thing, whatever. But they actually have a pretty sweet deal on Tuesdays. They have a price fix tomahawk for two. So yep. it's a big, big ass fucking tomahawk steak. Uh, you get two sides. You each get a salad and you each get a dessert. And it's like one hundred and thirty five dollars for the whole thing. So split between two people. That's actually an incredible deal. Like, I don't know if you've ever just went, you know, gone to the grocery store and uh, or a butcher shop and checked out what a tomahawk steak costs. But just for the steak, you're looking at about. This is at a steakhouse, probably a better quality steak. You also don't have to cook it or clean up after it, and you get all that other shit. So it's a a crazy good deal if you ever happen to be in the market. Now, of course, where they fuck you is we each end up getting a couple of cocktails. Maybe you get some wine at the table. Like they'll, much like a a free bet blackjack, uh, you know, 22, push on 22, they will find a way to fuck you. But I have to say, like, uh, just if you're just looking for like a kind of a a more high end meal, um, and yeah, uh, and you don't mind driving, like dude, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was good. The and the cocktails were pretty good. I thought. Uh, I thought so too. We both got bourbon cocktails because we were trying to sort of out out guy each other. Really butch it up. Yeah, sure. I was trying to. I was like, okay, do I have to put my balls on the table? Do I have to? What do I have to do? Just trying to prove to the server. I'm like, we're fine. Everything's fine. I just want a bourbon. Uh, but I don't remember what it is. I think I had a Boulevardier or some shit, which sounds like I'm not. Like, it sounds right. something That's, like, oh, uh, he wants uh, a little hipster drink, doesn't he? Okay. Right. Well, it is all just booze, right? Settle down. And uh, uh, Of all the bourbon drinks, that's the gayest. I mean, I think we can all agree. Right. Is this a Campari or Antico or something in it? Uh, it was good. But, uh, yeah, everything was great. Uh, it looked like a, it's a business steak dinner place. So, I mean, I don't know. It's not going to have like the Vegas vibe. If you're looking for that classic vibe you get at, um, Hey, the broiler at Boulder station or, <laughs> that's, uh, or yeah, fucking the steakhouse yeah. at the circus circus. <laughs> the uh, yeah, circus absolutely. The there's, there's lots of good, lots of good and, places, but, but it also doesn't the prices that you're playing at. I mean, what's the fucking one at the Circa berries? That shit is. Even for the strip, that's expensive. I, if you ever looked at that menu, that's some crazy shit. So, 135 bucks. You get a tomahawk. The sides were fine. Uh, they gave us dessert. We had to get it to go uh, because uh, could not take down uh, all of that. But um, yeah, you got plenty. And uh, what was that? 65 ahead. If you can, you can not tipple booze, which we couldn't. We couldn't resist. But um, yeah, our, the, our booze bill almost matched that. And, uh, you know, they, they obviously they ain't given the drinks away for that exact reason. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. And I, and I recommend it like, a, but this is also, you travel a lot for work. So these kinds, I think you're probably more familiar with these kinds of places that just kind of cater to like traveling business people on an expense account. You know, it's a chain, but it is a little bit of a high end chain. It's not fucking Outback. 
uh, or Applebee's sirloins, right? It's 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 a much you know classier experience than that. But at the end of the day, it's still you know it's still kind of it's a, a chain fucking, spot. I don't know what Darden type of shit. I don't know who owns this place, but the um, but I'll point this out, right? So I I mean yeah, I've been to a bunch of places like that because that's just the places you end up going with with all these people because they're they're sort of. In, like inoffensive, I guess anyone can find something to eat right. at one of these places. It's, even and especially people who don't want to eat steak, right? There's a there's a ton of sort of very straightforward food for your inadventurous eaters. But I'll say this: when I did travel for work recently to to Brazil, um, I ate both a worse steak and at a shittier steakhouse. Uh, and like chain steakhouse because I ended up going to Outback in Brazil. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I told you this. Gotta love that. I, yeah. I got dragged to Outback in in fucking Sao Paulo. An amazing thing that happened to me. And we went to a churrasco uh, in Sao Paulo, and it just sucked. It was like mm. so. The other, th- the nice thing about a place like Fleming's for someone like me who's bougie and, and fucking hipstery as shit is at least it tastes good. At least I know I'm probably going to get it cooked right and everything's going to be right. Because when you're with your coworkers, they mostly don't have any fucking taste. So it's you know you get the rare occasion where somebody has any taste at all and can pick a good place. But at least you can count it. If you go to Fleming's, you go to Del Frisco's or some shit like that, you're going to get something good out of it. Agreed. So there you go. So check it out if you're I don't know fucking don't want to go to any of the 900 steakhouses that you're <laughs> sleeping 40 feet from. Yeah. Right. Or if you're looking for another uh, kind of off-the-beaten-path uh, dining experience and you don't mind driving 90 minutes away, you can go up to Kingman I got the and have Culver's. Or whatever. Culver's. Uh, so I, uh, I got, uh, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, I got booked to do a show in, uh, in Kingman, Arizona. Not the first time, by the way, I've done a show there. I've done about three You were uh, headlining, there. correct? Obviously, of course. Listen, I'm uh, I, I'm well aware of my place in the world of comedy, and it's not very much. But I have gotten to a place where, if I'm, I'm certainly not going to drive to Kingman for feature money uh, or a feature spot. The only reason I do it is like, all right, well, I mean, the money's not great for either, um, but at least I get to babble for an hour and you know, uh, you know, try and work out some shit I've thought of. Like, there's at least a benefit to it. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go sure. up there to to do 20 minutes and then toss it to some other fucking loser. Well, s- uh, sadly, nobody went up there to do 20 minutes. Unfortunately, ain't that the truth? You. Right? Yeah. But uh, so I I was gonna go up there and and, if, and it's a Thursday. Let's all manage expectations. This show was on a Thursday night at a place called the Sundowner Saloon. Uh, so uh, I was getting ready to go up there. I mentioned to Griff, and he uh, he immediately like asked if I wanted to have some company for the drive because I was going to go and come back. They did offer me a room at the Roadway Inn in case anyone has an idea of how my career is. They offered me a, sp- uh, a room at the Roadway Inn. I'm like, I'll just go ahead and spin it around. It's a 7 o'clock show. I can make it back by 10.30. Everything will be fine. Speaking of, so, I think there was a Roadway Inn attached to the OTB in Rockford, Illinois, if anyone's wondering. Just <laughs> full circle. Right, uh, so he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a ride with you. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, that's very kind, and I was happy to uh, to have the company. What can uh, I say? But then the I realized the train wreck. He loves watching a train wreck I'm, happen. I'm a hanger. I'm a hanger on for. Uh, I'm a groupie for the guy performing at the Sundowner Saloon. <laughs> but there was an ulterior motive. Uh, the ulterior motive was that uh, 
Kingman, Arizona, of all places, has one of the uh, few uh, Culver's restaurants. Of course. Um, uh, you know, in, uh, in, in this part of the country. Now, you grew up with Culver's, so why don't you, for anyone who might not know, give, a, give us a little rundown sure. on, on Culver's. Sure, Culver's is, I mean, if, you've, if you have Freddy's by you, Culver's is like Freddy's, only maybe with a more diverse menu. Um, it, I think in, when it started, it was probably one of the few restaurants in a lot of these towns, little towns in Wisconsin. So it carries a lot of what I would call like Midwestern or Wisconsin specialties, fish and chips, uh, uh, fried chicken, lots of different um, kind of chicken dinners and stuff, and then these butter burgers, right? So essentially flat top burgers with a buttered bun, um, and they taste really good. Uh, like I said, it's very sim- and they have frozen custard, but very similar to a Freddy's. Uh, maybe with a kind of bigger, bigger menu and better. Yes. So he's like, you want to go up there? And I'm like, fuck it. Okay, I will. So the show started at seven and Culver's, I guess, stopped serving like at, at nine or 10. Nine. Yeah, we had, we were good. Yeah. Nine. So it was going to be cutting it real close. So I'm like, all right, well, if we're going to make this happen, then we got to go up early. So we ended up going up early. Uh, we got there too early, quite frankly, and ended I up eating. I thought it was something different. It was, I, it is just fast my, food. It's, it's yeah. drive through. There's counter service. It's just thought, like a fucking in and out. I mean, it's a I thought it was, for some reason in my head, I had it pictured more as like. A Perkins uh, or something. Yeah, something like that. Right. It's sort of like a fast casual, right? So, you know, you still go in, you order from a person, they bring you the food. And that's what I pictured it. It, it is absolutely a, a fast, like there is a drive through like he said, like this is a, yeah. this is a drive through restaurant. So we get there at like five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> uh we uh, we get and I listen. I will say this though, it's not fucking around. Like it was really good. I absolutely good, yeah. enjoyed. It. The burgers were amazing. Yep. Uh, I actually liked it better than Freddy's. Um, you know, I, I probably like just burger wise. I probably like an In and Out burger better. But everything else about this place was better than In and Out. Fries are better than In and Out. Uh, way more stuff on the menu than In and Out. Uh, we got cheese curds. Uh, those were amazing. And given a, you know, if it was under a different set of circumstances, I probably would have uh, fucked around with a custard. But uh, I don't normally eat before a show. Um, but we'd already also, gone dairy heavy with the cheese curds. I think we've yeah. gone overboard. I'm, I'm on the other side. I actually do like Culver's. Now, some of that could be just life. Uh, we grew up. You grow up with one thing, you grow up with the other. I think that's yeah. probably part of it. But um, I just love that. They, they crisp, if, if for my burger gang out there, I'm looking at you, Rando. Uh, you can crisp, you crisp up <laughs> don't do, the edge. They, do get that. The, they get the lacing. <laughs> they get the lacing done on the outside of the burger where it's all crusty on the outside. That shit's delicious. It's yeah, great. there's some artistry involved. It's terrific. What did you go with? Yeah. Did you just go with the butter burger or did you um, go with one of their melts? What was we, your. I, we both pretty much got double. I think we both went double double. We went straight and ahead, double double. Double with everything, fries. everything on it. Uh, it was, it was, it was really, really good. I, uh, I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it was better than most, uh, if not, uh, you know, pretty much all of a uh, of sort of a fast food style burger that you sure. can get. I really like a smash burger style. Uh, so if you happen to be at a place where you can get a Culver's, you should. I'm, and if you are, you you do. I don't know why I'm trying to pitch you someone in Indiana on fucking <laughs> yeah, going to Culver's. Well, if you're in Indiana, you shouldn't have any trouble. If you're in the Midwest and you haven't gone to Culver's, then you've somehow, you've been like driving with your eyes closed or something. Yeah, but what are you doing in Indiana you, you in the first place? It. We know it's God's asshole. Ooh, that's fair. <laughs> I, so I, Tell me about it. Yeah. So we, uh, 
So now that we've got a belly full of food, which is the worst way to perform stand-up comedy, just in case anyone's ever wondering. You had plenty of time to digest it. I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. And I, boy, did I. I ended up taking a pre-show shit. That's probably only the <laughs> second time that's ever happened. Hey, it's better the first than, time being that time that... Better than a mid-show first time was shit. When I, that is true. The, the first <laughs> time I ever had to do it was uh, when... Uh, Alan made me do the diamond. He didn't make me. I volunteered to do the diamond lounge challenge and then was supposed to do two shows at the uh, at the four queens that night. I was completely uh, shit faced, ran into the bathroom to take a shit, fell asleep on the toilet. I remember that. Uh, I remember this. And and then had to somehow figure out how to do two shows. The first show was a real mess. And I fell asleep in the green room uh, and then came out and did a real lackluster second show. So that was good. <laughs> Not to deflect uh, from this story, because I know we have to operate on this very on your on the um, the timeline here. But very linear. The fact that no, I, I mostly I meant in the, the um, we have to operate in order. But okay. I was just thinking about how Adam Carolla did four shows in a night. That's still like makes you did. You were trying to do two. And I'm trying to figure out how Carolla put together four. But we'll, we can figure that out later. I think we do two different styles of show, but uh, you we, actually uh, tell jokes. Rather than I, just get I write, I write a bunch of jokes and try to tell them. So we, uh, we get there now. I, uh, I normally, uh, you know, normally the pre- the people who book these shows that I do, you know, will ask me if I want to bring uh, my own sort of feature act. And uh, for years, I've always brought the same dude if he's available. Well, pr- prior to his death, I used to bring my buddy Walt Maxim. He uh, he is no longer with Legend. us. Uh, so, Friend of the yep. show. And so, and after uh, so after his passing, I uh, I always like to work with my buddy Tyler Jolly, who uh, he uh, he was my partner in the Cinerama show, and we've done a lot of stuff together. I just happen to like his sense of humor, and uh, and him as a person, and so I like to bring him. Well, he and I are in the same boat where we quit comedy all the time, and then an opportunity comes up, and we're like, fuck it, I guess I'm doing comedy again. So I uh, I asked him if he wanted to. Oh, uh, to feature for me. And he said, God damn it. He's like, I don't think I've done stand up since last time you and I did it together, which had been several months. And uh, I'm like, oh, well, let's get the fucking band back together. He agreed. And then about four or five days later, he's like, I can't do this. It's too goddamn stressful. You always ask me to do these shows and I haven't done it. And then, then I, then, you know, as soon as I'm booked, I start to feel, you know, <laughs> upset. And he's like, I can't do it. Damn. All right. I'm like, first of all, you're overthinking this. We're we're going to a place called the Sundowner Saloon in Which Kingman. Probably not, a racist name yeah. for a bar. Right? <laughs> you're not you're not blowing your big shot here, bro. Like it's fine. You're not about to bomb on the Tonight Show. No one gives a shit. Uh, but whatever. I'm not I'm not out here to force people to do anything. So I uh, I was like, all right. Well, like, now I got to find somebody else. So you know, probably I don't know what was it like a year, maybe a year and a half. Prior, when we were still kind of, uh, you know, in, in pandemic world, sure. I had done a, uh, a show out on the balcony of a barbecue restaurant. Things oh, I was at that, good. too. That was awesome. We were at that man. one, too. It was cold and there was, at that one. Yeah, it was cold. And, uh, boy, that was a whole thing. Uh, I, uh, I don't think we were doing the, the show during that, but that was amazing because I, uh, I went up there and, uh, and I was feeling pretty good. And then in the short amount of time that I was, I think I had to do about 30, 35 minutes, uh, the first thing that happened was someone tried to break into a car. Uh, again, we were out on a balcony, so this was happening directly below where I was staying. And no one seemed all that worried about it. Car alarm went off for quite some time as a guy was going through it. Uh, then when that stopped, uh, a uh, a building alarm went off. Someone tried to break into one of the large 
commercial buildings. So that started happening. I guess they couldn't find that person as easily because police helicopters then began to circle. Uh, And I'd like to just point out that, yes, I was still trying to tell jokes during all of that. And it went about as well as you might think. So paid him a fat stack. after. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so we, uh, whatever. So I, one of the guys I happened to have worked with on that nice enough guy, uh, he was fine. He wrote jokes. He at least was, you know, he wasn't lighting up the world with his comedy, but he at least was trying. He writes jokes and I like guys like that. And I had noticed over the last, you know, year, year and a half that he'd been very active on social media. He works a lot. He's out there. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get this guy. So I shoot him a message. He's so excited. He's very thankful. Uh, for the invitation and so we meet up there and i'm like yeah man listen just just you know try to just try to actually do material you know don't don't do a ton of crowd work because it gets people too chatty and i'm a guy that doesn't like to fuck around with the crowd unless i absolutely have to and uh and do 20 minutes if you're doing really well you can push it to 25 uh and, and i was supposed to do i was supposed to do an hour right uh the show had to be done this is great. The show had to be done by 8.30 because at 8.30, karaoke starts and they do not fuck around when it comes to karaoke. In fact, Griff, you may have noticed while you were sitting at the bar that they had won several yep. awards from the local newspaper. From the King, Kingman Daily. <laughs> yeah, the whatever, whatever yeah. for having best karaoke in Kingman. Now, I don't know what the karaoke situation in Kingman is. My guess is not a lot, but they are the kings of it. Yep. Um, so had to be done by 8.30. So plenty of time. Now, I'm a guy that, again, I like to write jokes and tell jokes, and I, and I get a set list together, and if you tell me I'm doing an hour, I'm going to be prepared to do an hour. I can go off script if I have to, and I can edit or stretch if I have to, but I'm preparing for an hour. So I tell this guy, go ahead and do your thing. Now, the show ends up starting... 15 minutes late because there was a large party that had reserved a big table in the front and they had not shown up yet. Spoiler alert. They never came. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, in fact, every time I'd ever done this show, it had been, you know, it's not that big of a place. So I, if I say it's completely sold out, this isn't a sick flex on my part. <laughs> like it's not a very big bar, but it had always been full. This place was not particularly full, and it was worse because there was like a big 12-top right in the front that was completely empty, so it felt even more empty. So we ended up starting about 15 minutes late. Uh, then they bring up uh, the guy that uh, so there's there's like a host that uh, that does whatever it is that he does, and then uh, then they brought he's up the, bas- he was wearing button down and a basketball shorts. It was a, he had a, he had an aesthetic, and then uh, he brings up the you know the feature that that I brought. And um, the guy I brought, uh, I guess, really felt like he was in a pocket and mm-hmm. just ended up at 35 minutes. And I was standing directly next, I mean, maybe four feet away from him, um, waiting for him to come down. Ten minutes after I got there and was standing four feet away from him, he looked over at me. He's like, how am I doing on time? Do I need to wrap it up? I'm like, you needed to wrap it up fucking, you know, 15 minutes ago, bro. He's like, oh, I didn't know where the light was going to be. And I'm like, buddy, you looked around. We're in a fucking bar. There's no light. They didn't even turn the lights off for us to do this. Put you on the stage part. Yeah, they they had a stage. We were there was a table on the stage and we performed on the middle of the floor. 
right. Uh, so yeah, if you thought there was going to be a professional lighting setup that, uh, and then they were going to notify, no, just know what you're supposed to do. So now I went from, I'm supposed to do an hour. It started 15 minutes late. This fucking guy ran for 35 minutes. Now I have to somehow cut a third. I have to cut 20 minutes from my act on the fly. And uh, spoiler alert, I'm not good at that. Um, and then he had also done some crowd work. So now I'm talking to these fucking weirdos in the crowd. And uh, it, listen, it, it ended up being fine. Like, it, you know, I've, I've bombed in my life. This wasn't me bombing, but it certainly didn't feel great. And, uh, and I have to say, and, and Griff, you can, uh, as someone who was watching from the outside, the overall vibe of the clientele was real weird. Yeah, that town is one I hadn't spent a lot of time in. But between Culver's and the Sundowner, it sort of gave me the vibe. And this You can tell me if this is – I wrote this down so that I wouldn't forget it. Uh, it was – if January 6th meant Celebration Florida, if you know those two references. Sure. Celebration Florida is like a planned community of old people right. uh, by Disney World. And January 6th was that bad – was that thing that happened. Um, but it had a lot of those vibes. There is the Aryan Brotherhood guy who um, was super – Super slightly terrifying. Uh, he yeah. was up there in the pretty scary guys. Um, you were definitely getting eye fucked, uh, which was pretty funny. I was I was checking that out. We had two ladies behind you on behind this the uh, quote unquote stage who were looking for a piece. I think of the of the Malika action uh, mm. beyond the mm. jokes, but so, something was happening. But it was very weird because. Like, I, listen, I, I, I'm certainly no stranger to fucking being heckled in my life. That's happened a lot of times. Uh, it, but this wasn't that. It was more just a vibe that people maybe thought that I was doing some kind of like a panel discussion. And after yeah, each joke, a lot, yeah. Yeah, they, they just wanted to like have a conversation about it. Right. Like if if they related to something yeah. that I said, they would want to maybe tell me how they related to it. Not in a funny way. Well, just like, hey, yeah. What about this? And I'm like, what about what fucking what, what do you think is happening here? Well, Stop talking. This is because no, of social right, media. Though, where every, everything's a comment section. Everybody can have an opinion yeah. if they want an opinion. And they can they can hit pause on the video, but they're in real life where you're doing a show it's not a panel discussion it's not a conversation between people it's somebody trying to have their mental health needs met by getting applause from other people <laughs> yeah, that's right. the that's the podcast too but anyways the, uh, <laughs> it's my life it's <laughs> right? literally the way i've structured my entire life i would guess so, part yeah. of it is putting you all on the same level literally so when you put everyone yeah. on the floor level People True. feel like they're part of a yeah they're part of a fucking business meeting right and or they're James Liptoning you and they're like oh tell me about now oh that's interesting now I had a thing happen to me like that one time one time too now maybe um that said I'll also say that uh I I mean it would have been very easy to just get wasted at this um oh. for me and anybody else because oh, yes. I I had two buffalo traces and a PBR and it cost twelve dollars. No. Um, so I mean, I'm guessing that people there are just getting fucked up. Like, I mean, there's. Oh, that's safe to say. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I would if I lived in Kingman. I'm going to comedy night and karaoke night, and I'm getting absolutely shit faced. Okay, there's well, no what's your comedy app, night uh, song of choice? I mean, not comedy night, karaoke song of choice. I'd just try to do Brian's set over again on karaoke. 
Yeah, that's great. I recorded it and then uh, had him just uh, redo it. <laughs> just the lyrics uh, scroll by. The, the, uh, the interest. So the, the probably the most interesting part of the entire thing was when I'm. So I f- finish up and I. I was still trying to like get through as much of my set. I had a bunch of new stuff towards the end. I was kind of excited to get to, uh, but of course, because it had run long, a lot more people started coming in when karaoke time was happening, uh, equal to the amount of people that were there for my show. Uh, and then the dude that was running it, I, I could see him do what I was doing to the feature act where he just kind of walked around to the side of the, the area. I was standing there. I'm like, at least I understand fucking you know, nonverbal cues. I, I know I'm supposed to finish up. So I just kind of clumsily just finished the show. And then I walk off. And then Griff, do you remember what he said? Oh my God. When I, okay. So Brian gets a good, he gets a good laugh at the end, right? So pretty good. Tells a good, good joke, sort of ties the whole thing together. And then the guy gets up there and let, let me just, for the record, Brian's show is not one that I would call highly, or is set for this st- building in particular was not, super controversial, not loaded with a bunch of like <laughs> political or gender or racial discussion. I mean, listen, I, I, I curse when I talk, I have some sex right. stuff. It's not, but it's certainly not as blue as you've heard almost anywhere else, but you know, whatever I talk, no, it's, it's, I, it's, I talk nothing, like it's nothing that's going to make any one from Kingman pissed off. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Right. Right. So the guy gets up there and he's like, Oh, wasn't that great? Hell yeah, that's why we love free speech. And they're trying to take it away from us. <laughs> I was like, what, like the f- what the fuck happened? Like, here? are you talking about like Brian, the one Brian, blow the one blowjob joke I told? Like, what are you even talking Brian about? Waiting at the door. He's like, All right, we gotta go. <laughs> I'm like, they paid me before. They paid me before the show. We don't we have no more business here. Let's move. <laughs> it was it was time to get the fuck out of here. We we left immediately it was it was a mess so anyway anyone thinking about coming out to one of my shows that's what you're that's what you're dealing with could be any number of things i I Uh, know the barbecue the barbecue restaurant had its perks because there's barbecue although it was hard to get because there was no server um but uh this place at least was will feed you as much buffalo trace as you can handle so not bad. Yeah, and uh, and it was fine i i did mention uh i started my show by telling the story the last time i had done their show there it was uh in the year uh, 2021 it was the first road gig i ever did i was very nervous because i had done some shows in vegas and like it was you know limited seating and people were spread out and everyone had to wear a mask and so that's how i showed up to this bar in kingman and uh when i got there they clearly hadn't heard that there was an issue uh there was not a mask in sight everybody um uh was packed in there and I 100% got COVID. Like I got COVID from that show uh, in, uh, in in Kingman. Um, and that's pretty much how they live their life. I told that story to start my set and you would have thought I was starting a rally. They're like, yeah, fuck you. I was like, all right, yeah, Jesus fuck, Christ. That's yeah, a, fuck COVID, COVID yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck you, Fauci. And I'm like, I don't think you guys got the vibe of what the story <laughs> is, but it's cool, whatever. I'll take the cheer, but uh, it's uh, you You are not, uh, you're, you're reading it wrong. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let, let's move on now. Uh, I know that a staple of your, uh, first of all, how did you guys get involved with this, uh, with this beer engine thing? And do you, sure. do you consider it a TAI spinoff? No, absolutely not. It's clearly a table for eight spinoff, which had nothing to do with the this day and our legacy. Excellent. Table excellent for eight point. is famous for being a podcast that, uh, got, I became very ill during the recording of and had to have a heart, open heart surgery. <laughs> unrelated. Maybe we should just say it was unrelated. Yeah, I would think. Uh, the, the, um, yeah, so, you know, 
Tony and I got together. It was right before the pandemic. It sounds like yeah. a pandemic project, but it wasn't. Uh, but it just so happened that, uh, well, hey, the first time we caused open heart surgery to me, the second time, global pandemic. It's mm. things good shit happens when Tony and I get together. So listen and, if you want, but. Right, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's a fun show, uh, I think. Um, it's a relative. Now, I will say it's a relatively, I'm going to say clean, but we uh, we maybe aren't going quite into the depths of uh, the, uh, you know, hardcore breakdowns of important topics that that you cover (laughs) sure uh, i'll say um we do talk a little bit about about beer but i don't think we talk a tremendous amount about beer sort of just kind of bar talk i would call it and that's generally how we described it when it started for example this week if it was our show we would have been talking about the women's world cup that would have probably led off with the show oh australia doing great Australia doing good that's right yeah of course, the United States uh, heavy favorites. They lost. If you uh, are listening to the uh, the conservative right, particularly our former president, they will tell you that uh, that they lost because uh, they're woke. Well, uh, which by no, the they, way is my they, favorite. Again. They lost because they my had favorite. equal pay. So I oh, think yeah, what right. we should go back to is not paying any sports people at all. Make it all amateur sport. It's the only way to succeed. I just, I love this thought that like, oh, well, the Women's World Cup has gone woke. Like, I don't even, I can't even wrap my mind around what non-woke Women's World Cup would look like. Uh, Like maybe they run around with vacuums while they play or (laughs) at halftime they cook cook a nice meal for all of the male fans during halftime. Like, I don't, I don't know what he could possibly mean by woke World Women's World Cup team, but God bless you. I think FIFA FIFA being woke is such a funny thought to have. I just just right there is a very (laughs) most criminal enterprise ever. (laughs) Yeah. On our show, we do talk about some sports and uh, beer stuff. So if you're um, somebody who just likes who likes listening to talking, I mean, me and Brian grew up that way. That's why I kind of I don't model it quite as much like. After I'm not as good at, as Brian is at uh, being a talk radio guy, but um, <laughs> we list, I listened to talk radio growing up. I mean, I was listening to fucking Steve Dahl and all those guys when I was growing up in Howard. So um, just listening to people talking is somehow weirdly comforting, and I do a lot of it too. So feel free to come over and take a gander at our show. Now, one thing we do on our show that is a staple of the Beer Engine show is that we like to play a game. At uh, the but end of before our show. we get I into thought, games, we like to do other bits. Well, I hated that like poison. Okay, go ahead. Thanks to one of our listeners for making that for us. Um, The, the, um, the, uh, I don't, I don't think I, I'm trying to cook up my, uh, Frau Gruber pills, Tony. Well, I had one from Goodland and it was a uh, dark Belgian lager with licorice root, which was outstanding. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Brian, what was your lager of the week? I'm actually trying to think. Uh, I had, hey, you know what? I actually Bud Light? I did have a Bud Light? I had a. Uh, I did have a Corona last you week. Had a Corona. There yeah, you go. I had a Corona last week. Another Bud. Bud my, uh, my my mom came for a visit and uh, left uh, about three Coronas in the fridge. So I went ahead and crushed one of those in the middle of the afternoon while watching a baseball game. I got to tell you, I enjoyed it. it I enjoyed it. There's sometimes 115 degrees. So yeah. Sometimes uh, every now and then a a very uh, non-offensive beer on a on a hot day. 
it feels just fine. It's just uh, highlights a good one too. Why don't we play this game before Brian loses? All right, let's. Uh, speaking of speaking of talk radio, it's thirty-two past the hour, twenty-eight to the top of the hour. Griff, what do you got for us? He nailed the time, by the way, people. I know you're listening to this on a recording, but that was bang on. Yeah, Tony, I, I thought we'd hit around to this or that while we're at it. Plink plunk plink plunk This or that. This is more production <laughs> than we had in a decade and a half of the This Ain't Iowa yeah. program. There's nothing funnier than you getting mad about it. It's, I mean, even what our, is... Even our listeners die over it. You're, you're the best part of just getting pissed <laughs> off of this. It's so good. All right. Go, uh, go so, All right. So a, a common bit that we we play, actually, it's when I get lazy and I can't come up with anything, is we'll play uh, a game where, where Tony has to guess... If the following titles are a Hallmark movie or the name of a beer. But I thought for your audience, um, and I'm part of your audience. I've been listening to TAI since not the beginning, but um, I think Patch was hosting on Mondays when I started, maybe 2008, 2009. Just post Tommy, sure. Right, yep. Um, I thought we'd play a version of this game that maybe was a little more raunchy, just knowing, you know. Uh, how your show is. Uh, sure. I mean that in the most nice way. I enjoy your it show. Is the, it is the I, last bastion of free speech. That's uh, right. Uh, so. my, my show is highly woke, where we're talking about Women's World Cup. So uh, <laughs> I, I thought we'd do uh, our round today of this or that is going to be Lifetime movies or pornos. These are hardcore pornos that I, like I have it. for you. So why right. don't we do a quick practice round real quick, just so you guys make sure you guys understand it. All right. Uh, let's just, uh, so this is just a practice. We're going to go Tony versus Brian practice round, get you guys associated, uh, and ready to go. First one I have for you. This one should be easy. The hand that rocks the cradle. Everybody knows this is a Hallmark movie without a doubt. Well, it's a lifetime Uh, movie, Tony, but a lifetime. Sorry. I mean, first of all, I've seen the film there. This is a real movie called hand that rocks the cradle. And it was almost a porno. Because fucking Rebecca De Mornay's titties oh, are right. everywhere in that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it is, great. It is a, apparently was a Lifetime movie for some reason. But yeah, you're right. That is a Lifetime movie. And then let me give you another one. This one's called Filthy Stepmom Bridget B. Gets All Holes Demolished by Her Stepson in Taboo Sex Session. Lifetime movie, without a doubt. <laughs> I go, I'm go. i going porno. All right, Brian. Brian gets the practice, man. Nice job. Okay. Damn okay, it. All right, so let's, that was tough. Let's get to the... <laughs> I know it's tricky, guys. So you got to stay on your toes here. Uh, and by the right. way, th- thanks for bringing up that Rebecca De Mornay memory. That one was crammed into the recesses, but I'm going to have to dust that one off. In the that was a great one. Man, did that get me through some cold nights? And having a having a dream where you are yeah. like, was Rebecca De Mornay or Bridget B getting all the holes destroyed? I can't. Which happens in uh, in 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 the dream I'm going to have later. It's going to be a little from column A and a little from column B. So, all right, all right, right, go ahead. All right, let's do this one. Uh, The first one I have for you is called Portrait of a Call Girl. Oh come on! Right, I'll you go first. This is Lifetime. I'm going to say Lifetime. I have to jump on the Brian Malika train. This is 100% Lifetime. No. Porno has ever used the word there's, call there's girl. No <laughs> oh, there's portraits. no portraits. Or portraits. But there's, there's no yeah. call girls in yeah. titles. Guys, this is this is a porno. Whoa, come on! <laughs> this is a porno. Um, uh, this is a 2011 pornographic film starring Jesse Andrews. 
It won four AVN awards for Best Actress, Best Director, Best Feature, and AVN's First Movie of the Year award. Well, okay. All right. Probably okay. going to have a double right. feature I'm, coming I'm up def- tonight. To, to, be, to be fair, like, I have to put myself back in that mindset because I don't know. See, these are real films. Do you remember back oh, when we were right. kids? Yeah. Pornography used to make real films. Sure. Uh, and now it's more what he was discussing earlier, right? Like, uh, <laughs> and by the way, practice if you, that is why I think porn is uh, is so successful. You want to talk about the, the least woke genre of anything? It's porn. They don't use oh. any. Uh, there's no uh, there's no inclusive language. It's still like cum slut. You know, right. just, you know whatever. You know, Spanish cum slut. Yes, it's, yep. it's just the best. It's, I uh, did you, find one. That I was I was deciding what direction to go with this game, and I did find one that was called like Squirt Mania or something. Right. And I was like, "Wow, that could have gone either way." <laughs> um, all right, all right, let's all right. do another so one. Now I've, I've got myself in the right, right mindset. All right, all I'm right. gonna get it. Let's do another one. The next one is called the Wrong Mommy. Oh, oh that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you go first this time. Now it's your turn, Tony. I, I... The Wrong Mommy. I have to. There is a tremendous amount of incest in porn these yes. days. I don't know where. I don't know how that happened or I who mean, was asking for it. Right, but yeah. it there's somebody a lot, obviously there's a lot was because like you just go on the homepage and every second entry is that. It's just, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. But I'm gonna go lifetime movie. I think this is like a mix up at a hospital situation. Okay. Mixed up twins it, or you know mixed. I, I actually. I'm going to agree with Tony on this one. The wrong mommy is implies like I tried to fuck the right mommy, but I ended up with the wrong mommy, which, by the way, still probably a very popular genre of porn. But I'm going to agree and say lifetime. I like how you you added probably. Uh, (laughs) uh, This one is, in fact, a lifetime movie. Okay. Uh, after receiving right. a promotion and more responsibility at work, Melanie hires Phoebe as her personal assistant, intelligent and cunning. Cunning, it's just for the record, and like in Ned, <laughs> sure. Phoebe has an ulterior motive for taking the job. I actually do not know what any of that meant, but Eric Roberts is in this, if you're wondering. He's, he's doing great work. He's doing a lot of work, anyways. All right, next up, this one's called Psycho Stripper. <laughs> Dude, I mean, <laughs> what are we one. doing? He, he, Again. Okay, I got... <sighs> Occasionally it's tough. Okay. Sometimes he does roller coaster games and they're easy and you get 10 out of 10, but this is No, tough. this one's, this one, I really thought that I was going to be in the pocket on this one. And I got to tell you, this is harder than I thought. I hope people are playing along at home. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, fuck. I'm going to say Lifetime movie. Psycho, I mean, I mean, that turns me on, but I don't think it necessarily gets everybody going. It's in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I need a little bit of an obsessive lady, but um, I'm going to say Lifetime movie. Uh, when some dude goes to a strip club, talks to, then he comes home to his wife, and then the psycho stripper comes and, uh, and ruins his life. That's sure. what I'm saying. Now, I, I imagine this, because remember back in the day where they used to take the plot of a movie and then impose it into porn? I'm saying they're going to take the plot of Psycho and and push that into the porn genre. So I'm going to put go. the word stripper on the end of it. Yeah, sure. Hey, they weren't particularly okay. clever back in the day. Let's Tony, be honest. It's fair. Tony's going, you're going porn, Tony. Yeah, yep. we're split on this one. All right, Tony, it's a lifetime movie. Yes. A week before her wedding, beautiful dance studio instructor, Amber Clark suddenly finds herself the obsession of Hunter, the brooding, sexy, exotic male dancer. Oh, look at me. Bachelor. See, 
party. So this had nobody famous in it that I can recognize. So okay. moving on. <laughs> like it. All right, next one. This one's called. Ooh, this one's called the preacher's daughter. Okay, <laughs> porn. Yeah, porn. porn. Put me down for porn. We can discuss this for ages, but we're just <laughs> yeah. stretching. No, it's porn. <laughs> know what this one's about we're gonna move on yeah, we got it just, no, yep. it was hard to find ones that sound somewhat it's, like a movie i could be honest yeah with. all right next one i got for you this one's called secrets of the summer house okay tony you first this time this, Ooh, this, go either way this on the surface this looks and sounds like a lifetime movie but this is where they were skirting the r meets x rating and they Wanted it in video stores, so I'm going to go porno. So you're thinking this is you like think a soft core? Soft? Porno, no, I think it, it's hardcore. Like Skinamax? But it's just trying to skirt that line. Oh, so they were they were, they were were going to be at NC-17, and they were like, well, fuck it. If we're going to be NC-17, yep. I want to see Real double pen. <laughs> then see. then put it in her butt already. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to say <laughs> porn as well. I'm going to say porn as well. That's the secret of the summer house. It's porn. All right, damn, guys. This one's actually a Lifetime movie. <laughs> Oh, fuck, dude. Are you serious? I was. Yeah. I felt good about that. Yeah, a centuries-old curse haunts a family summer house. When a young woman's <laughs> husband inherits the house and is involved in a near-fatal accident, she realizes both he and her unborn son are at great risk unless she can break the curse. Uh, <laughs> this one has Lindsay Price in it. I don't know who that is. And does she have to? Uh, does she have to break the curse by fucking her way out of it? <laughs> That's the, that would be. I mean, it literally would be the same story. Yeah. If that add that, yeah. All right. All right. We're gonna do two more. It'll get us to an odd number. Um, right. I think. Right? Is that right? No, no. We only have to do one more. One more. Uh, uh, we have Lindsay, one more. Lindsay Ryan Ford has... was in nine hundred two one zero back in the day. Just. Just a heads up. We'll do well, but this wasn't this lady's name, Lindsay Price. Oh, Lindsay Price. Sorry, yes. It, this will actually be. This will make it six. Uh, we'll do one more. It'll be um, just because it's fun. And uh, sure. Brian's up three to two. The last one I've got for you is called "True Confessions of a Hollywood Starlet." Oh no! I feel like I've seen this before, but that, that I don't remember what I was doing. Was my dick out or was it not? Um. Tony, you go first. <laughs> I like you. You go first. I guess I have to go. I'm in the lead, so I have to go first. Otherwise, I could just pick opposite or uh, the yeah. same as. Well, it's not fair. What, what right, you're, you're, winning, you're winning by two, so yeah. Lindsay True Price, confession. I'm going to. I'm just going back to Lindsay Price here for a second. She's I married. I really wish you wouldn't, but okay. She's married to an Australian <laughs> who oh, is, is known on American TV screens as a celebrity chef. Who do you think that is? Oh, it's... Uh, is it uh, Hugh Curtis Jackman? Griffith, right, correct. Griffith. It's got to be Curtis. Oh, I've seen her before. She's actually very cute. I don't know who you're talking about. All right, I'm going to say that that movie that you just said, <laughs> Hollywood Starlet. Confessions of a Hollywood Starlet, yeah. Fuck. All right, I'm going porn. I'm going... My, my instinct was to say Lifetime yeah. movie, but I'm going against my instinct, and I'm going to say... Classy porn. Well, I was going to go the opposite way, but I have to go against Brian to try and break break level yeah. and win this. Tony's right. He tied ah, it somehow. Damn it. I knew it. I fucking and, knew it. Uh, this one starred JoJo and Valerie Bertinelli. Valerie Bertinelli? was in this particular porn. Isn't she dead? Um, I, <laughs> no, her husband is dead. Oh. Eddie Van All right, we can do. Her ex-husband. Well, you know what? We're not going to do anything else. That's good. It ends it's as fine. a tie. 
It ends with a tie. Congrats to both of uh, That's the most woke way to end it. Um, All right. Listen, thank you very... Nobody wins. Everybody loses. I am appreciative uh, that you, first of all, you put a little effort into it. We're not, that's not really a thing here. So uh, I'm not 100% sure how to, uh, how to, how to deal with it. But I want to say thank you for, uh, thank you for coming on. And thanks for actually having some shit to talk about. Uh, I want to thank all of you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Me and Tony will be blabbering on about uh, several things. I went to a concert. I want to talk about that. I was the victim of some credit card fraud. I want to talk about that. And uh, so yeah, we got we got a few things uh, on on the agenda. Obviously, you guys can get involved in this conversation over at the Discord. You can email socials, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and uh, and hey, listen to the Beer Engine Pod. What station are you guys on? Right. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I don't know how to, to promote check things. It. Feel free to check us out, BeerEngineShow.com. If you want to check out the beers, uh, we're checking in. Uh, that man across from me is Griff AD on Untapped. I'm St. Moz on Untapped. Brian, are you on Untapped? Of course you're not. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram <laughs> get, at Beer Engine Pod. I would kill to get Brian on Untapped. Uh, you can send us an email, beerengineshow at gmail.com. If you want to send us a tip, um, and that's as in the thing that we railed against on this show um, a little while ago. Two shows ago, I think we were ranting about tips. But if you want to send us hey, a tip. Everyone's, everyone wants, everyone's asking just, for fucking tips. Just yep. want to ask you guys a question. Go to ko-fi.com <laughs> slash beer engine pod. Yeah, my uh, Venmo's about to ask you a question, if that's cool. Yeah, um, just, honestly, uh, feel free to check us out. Uh, we have a Discord, too. Our Discord is maybe more beer and food focused than this one, um, although they're both quite hilarious to read. So come on and, uh, you know. Listen to his chat. We tend to go pretty long, so if you like an extra couple of hours of conversation, <laughs> come on over. I reckon that uh, warm-up act of yours would find a home on this network somewhere, and I'm <laughs> guessing it's not on this in Iowa. I will no. push him. Yeah, I will push him your way. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, we got to get out of here. Bye. Bye. Oh, man, we, we were so smooth. That was good. That was an excellent. We still on? What are we... Just this, play this, one. this one goes on for so long. Have a listen to how drawn out this one is. That's my favorite. I prefer... That's not helping me, like, want to listen to it. Uh, it goes forever. Yeah, Tony wrote this one long. <laughs> <laughs>